0: work-life balance is an elusive holy grail that many of us chase but have you ever wondered about that phrase work-life balance to me it suggests that work and life are opposing forces which which need to be balanced but aren't we the same person at work as we are at home maybe That is the reason why we can't find that balance, why we continue to chase that holy grail. My name is Lech Kuzovsky, and this is the We Got This podcast. And together with my guest today, Wim Fouquet, we aim to challenge the notion of finding balance and potentially instead suggest focusing on how we can find meaning and purpose in our work and in our lives outside of work and Wim is a professor he's an entrepreneur coach and the head of people at people and culture at Gala and he's got this constant aim about them so something that really drives him and that is to be curious and improve the value of those he works with and lives with We Got This showcases individuals and organizations that create people-focused workplace cultures to help it become the norm rather than the exception. It's something that will require a mindset shift, and probably not something that any of us can do alone. But together, together, we got this. Wim, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Thank you, Lek, and super happy to be with you, man.
0: Pleasure, pleasure. We'll jump straight into the, the, the ultimate icebreaker question, and that is... Who did you want to be when you grew up when you were little?
1: Who did I want to be? Well, I think this is a very embarrassing answer to a very normal question because as a child, we all aspire to become something. Some of us reach that aspiration, others don't. I definitely classify in the second part. I always wanted to be either a singer, a dancer, or, well, settling for marrying Kim Wilde or Agnetha from ABBA. That was because I was born in 66. And when ABBA won the Eurovision, I said, oh, that's what I want to do one day, be on stage and entertain people. But I was a failure. My my voice was not good. And when I, I was going to music classes, but send out because I didn't have patience when other students had, had taken their exam. And then I wanted to be a pro, a pro tennis player. And after hitting some, some rackets to the umpire to the chair, my dad decided that probably that wasn't the best career for me either. So, and then I said, teacher, That's what, that was what I wanted to become because I was inspired by some of the teachers I got. And yeah, basically, I think that today I'm doing something that has a combination of all of that. I like to entertain people. I, I like to lift people. I also like to create this curious environment. And yeah, I tend to, to, be, to become a bit, how will I say, controversy when people are saying I know that and I know this and I don't think that we know that much that's true that's true
0: I I just need to clarify one thing we know that you're not a singer we know that you're not a dancer we know that you're not a tennis
1: player but hang on did you marry any of the ABBA ladies well I am I'm still not voting that out entirely but I think my wife would be terribly sad because apart from having to have me during the work life I think we are we are pretty satisfied together. So I didn't. I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't.
0: No, don't don't be sure. I just wanted to make sure you know, out in the open, so we don't let, let leave any kind of unanswered questions. I don't want our guests to to be kind of thinking, what what happened next? What happened next? What happened there? Thank you very much for for sharing that. I, I love that. I love to say that every single time. I love this question simply because it kind of gives us the opportunity to reflect on what we wanted to be when we're little. And what we are now and how that connects. For, and for many people, genuinely for many people, it does connect, not necessarily in the, the, the role itself, what it was, but in the essence, the intention behind it, what that potential role really means or what it stands for. And that's why I love that. And another thing I'd love to clarify, and I've already asked you that, I know the answer to that question, APA Adgala. Do do tell it do tell us more about that title and please do tell us more about a little bit more about Gala as well.
1: Okay, well to get there, I think I need to give you a little bit of a, a story for about what I did before. So, started my career in a in a car navigation company that is now TomTom, Tom, and uh, I was always inspired by new technology. Then afterwards, went into recruitment, became a headhunter, became a coach, became a talent developer and that's how I landed a job with a logistics company that was in 2010 and for that company I moved to Spain so we we lived there for over eight years and that was super interesting which I also want to come back to eh, because that's where you take your family to and uh, so I was always in in charge of of the people department yeah servicing a pretty big geography at that time traveling 200 days per year, which is also having an impact on your family life. And apart from that, getting to know a guy called Lee Newman. And we were talking about why is it that people are looking sad in their cars when they drive to work? Why is it that people say, oh my God, it's almost Monday. And he said, we should do something about it. And that's where I think I I was able to do something of, of where I'm most proud of which was the launch of a new master's program that was about inspiring people to live better lives at work. I can come back to that later. And in my role as, as head of people at first TNT and then DPD, always in logistics, there was this woman that called me in August 21. And she said, well, you have a boring job. You have a lot of people that do the work and you just sit there. So why don't you just kick ass again and join our company? We are 30 people. We are going to grow to probably 1,000 in a few years, and we are going to change the way that people live entertainment. And like many of us, I was, wow, this is scary. And I was a bit skeptical at starts because this was a blockchain company. This was a completely 100% remote company. And I was going to have to do everything myself, write the policy on how do we do, how do we deal with taking time off to hiring people to everything. And I don't know why, but I called my wife. I was driving back from Holland and I said, I'm going to do it. And apart from her repeating that I was crazy, she always said, I will support it. And she also said, I will, I will support it. And, and, and right now I'm there for over one and a half a year. The company has grown despite crypto winter to a level where we are having, yeah. 27, 28 games that are ready to be launched. Some are already launched. We're changing the way people listen to music, changing the way people look at movies. So I think that's an amazing thing to do. And that brings me back to my entertainment wish. And that brings us to APA. All of them have a a gaming background of my colleagues. And apart from being the uh, one of the uh, elder people in the room which means that none of them knows how good Kim Wilde could sing Cambodia. I also was looking for a name that at least I knew that was linked to what I like to do. So most of our people are related to Dungeons & Dragons or to, to other games. And I chose Appa because Appa is the creature in Avatar that lifts people and that takes people from A to B. And that's what I like, transform the way people live their lives. So. That's where it comes from upper wonderful animal wow, okay,
0: thank you, thank you for that regard. sorry i I'll be honest i I said before I didn't know I had to quick quickly google what up what APA is it's not gaming is not necessarily my thing. I occasionally back in the day used to play. Well, oh, actually, occasionally is very, very unfair. I used to spend the days and nights playing football manager. If anyone's familiar, I don't know whether you yeah. are. It's a, it's, a, it's a strategy game, basically, where, where you pretend to be a football manager. You don't play the actual games. You don't play the players. You're working behind the scenes. Oh, my God. There was, I remember when you were saving the game, there was a level that based and it. It showed you how many days and hours you spend playing the game in real time. And every single time you reached a, an extra another another day, it would say you know you went for amateur, semi amateur, semi professional, professional. So, oh my god, that was that was brilliant and scary at the same time because you realised oh my god I've, I've spent six days playing this game in the last two weeks and that's playing time. So it was insane. I loved it, wow. but I have to kind of manage that. Thank you very much for for sharing that story, that the background to obviously to to your journey and. Mm, and the the title and the role that you're in now, and as you kind of combine all of these things, and you mentioned that a number of times in in, in that intro, that obviously work and life was kind of a thing, a, a topic that you were considering, a discussion that you were having with your, with your wife, how to kind of manage all of that. And that's what you and I agreed to to chat about. Mm-hmm. Because the one thing that we do agree on is what I said in the introduction, is that we tend to pitch work and life and want to balance them, which suggests that, as I, as I said,
1: they are opposing forces, which is not really the case, is it? Not at all. And I, I, I do agree on more things with you, Leg, because of course we had some chats before and I want to come back to that because work-life basically is a reductionist concept. It's, it's, it's not okay. But I want to ask you a question. You were playing the football manager for hours and days do you have an idea how many times on average we are fiddling with our phone?
0: A lot. I, I looked into the data a, a while back and I can, I can kind of see my, the screen stats on, on the phone. I know it's a lot. It was something in, in hours a day. Mm-hmm. And if we consider that we're awake, let's say for 10 hours a day, it was like in, in a lot of cases, it was like more than half. Of that time spent using it It
1: was was some it was something ridiculous. It is, and I think there is a wonderful book by by Catherine Price, which is called How to Break Up with Your Phone, and and she says that if we spend four hours per day on our phone, that means sixty full days that we could do something in our lives. So this I think this bridges really well to our concept of work life balance because when people say I don't have time for my passion because I'm so yeah wind up in my in my mm-hmm. work yeah sure you are
0: yeah I'll, i would add another one thing to it i don't have time to go to the gym i don't have mm-hmm. time to exercise to be active hang on but you just you just told me that you you binged the latest series on netflix in in a day yeah eight episodes yeah okay i love netflix i love watching it i do quite a lot of it and everybody needs time to relax for sure but then there's relaxing and then watching one episode instead of three and then having that, you know, those that hour, hour and a half to do something else. So it's that time management thing, isn't it, as well?
1: Totally. And and for me, I'm not the most structured guy, but managing time is something that, by the way, I I really hate. I like to manage energy. And energy Mm -hmm. brings me to the concept of what we, until today, call work-life balance and that we're going to agree, all of us, to give another name from now on. Because I, I second that. It's just not okay. It's a simplification of a complexity. And like you said, we are, we are opposing two themes that if you think a little bit, it means that you are either dead when you work because you're not alive. And I don't think that, well, despite some people look like they died a while ago when, you, when they're at their desk, I don't think that can be, uh, that can be the, the, the purpose. So what I do love is the idea of what gives you energy and what takes energy in life. And family takes energy and gives energy, your passions, the things you do besides your professional career and your professional career. Because if that is only a consuming factor, you're probably doing the wrong thing. I love the, the job demands resource model where you can see that while doing your work, some things really give you energy and other things take energy away from you. Right? It's a model by Becker that I, I tend to use a lot. And within my previous roles and today, I use it a lot because my, my C-suite wants to know, Wim, how is the, how is the energy in the room? which is difficult because we don't have a room. We have 400 people that are spread over and about 2,000 developers that work with us who we rarely see. So, But how, how can we find out how they, are, how they are doing? How engaged are they? And how mentally fit are they? So that's why I think that most pulses we take, they give us a number, they give us a generic thing, but they don't fit the, the, the real need that we have. So... I can come back to that later. There are mm-hmm. there are wonderful mm-hmm. solutions for that.
0: It it resonates especially that thing as you said that you suggest if we put work life balance we pitch them against one another is that we suggest that in one place we're we're dead we don't do things that energizes us and I I can hear people straight away straight away saying oh you know it's not possible to have a job that I love and it's so difficult so, okay uh, you are your own the maker of your own mm. situation in most cases now you've got. You'd, at the very least, you've got more power to change things than you realize if you simply take ownership of certain things. What really bugs me about the the, the work-life balance op- opposition, let's put it that way, is the fact that it just doesn't make sense. It's I think it's a relic of the the kind of the factory days yeah. where we used to kind of literally go into shift, into shift work, where we did more manual labor, psychological and emotional labor that we do now, where you could literally turn up at work for eight hours, stand on the conveyor belt, uh, do all you needed to do, and then leave for home. And it didn't really matter that you didn't get along with your boss, that you hated your coworkers. You just showed up, you did your work, you left. And arguably, you could say you could have that separation, but these days it's not. Because just think about it. How many, how many times... Sitting at the dinner table, you're thinking about that email that you you need to send in the next morning or the meeting that you've just had that really pissed you off yeah. Right? it's not it's one overlaps the other so the, even the concept of a forty hour work week depending on the country that you you you're in and the employment law in that country uh, also doesn't make sense because we're we're arguably constantly at work more than than we are at home i would think and we are at home more than we are at work so well, I, I I would disagree with that mm-hmm. I would disagree with that because I think we, we, we think more about work at, when we're at home than we think about home when we're at work. Well, like, unless yeah. something's bad going on at home yeah, I, I, and it's
1: weighing well, on. So I, actually, we found something where we disagree. All of, all of the Galaxians work from home unless they go to a coffee shop, which means that the, the birth of a child, the illness of a dog, everything, 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 everything constantly comes into the work which means that while in a meeting, and this for me is also a very positive thing. That's why when I said life comes in or blends in with work, this is a positive thing because I think work and family enrich each other. I know more children of colleagues now than when I was working in the office, when I was working in the head office in Paris, where I knew people coming in and they went back home. They flew back to their homes. Now we have a meeting and children come, dogs are jumping on the lap and and it's all okay. And that's also really important as a leader, allow the safety, the psychological safety for people to be where they are and to be human fully. That's really, really important. I'm with you on that. I'll I'll concede part
0: of what I said because... I, I was thinking when I was saying, I was thinking about the office, you're right. And you opened my, the, the other part of the conversation, obviously the remote setup when you are at home and you work. So, yeah. okay, granted, I'm with, um, I'm with that the what i love about what you said is something that really resonates with me simply because i'm not as you can see i don't like virtual backgrounds the blurred backgrounds they really annoy me actually when people use them because usually they've got some sort of if it's just a blurred one it's okay but usually they've got some sort of picture of a nice sunny beach and they're sitting Mm -hmm. in a very dark badly lit room so everything's bright behind them and they're dark and it just doesn't matter and also I genuinely don't mind people looking into my house. I think, as you said, it builds connection because a dog can walk mm. past, a kid can jump in. I don't have dogs, but I occasionally have dogs sit for my sister and then they will have the, you know, two dogs kind of bobbing around. You'll see the tail wagging. And, say, and it's like opportunity for, oh, you've got a dog, you know, yep. build that connection, build that interaction and, and kind of, you know, because. We can't, we live in that world where we, where the work and life does overlap. We can't separate it. Because as even just, in a kind of, especially in a remote setting, even if you go hybrid setting, it's it's the same. In
1: the office, you weren't putting your head in a box either. And Mm -hmm. so when you were talking to someone and there was someone passing by, they could pass by. And we thought that was normal. We were in an office with a, with a glass behind and people were walking now. You see people crawling behind people because they think, "Oh, I'm going to be on screen," which is pretty weird. So, yeah, please let's let's act normal. Absolutely,
0: I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that because I think we're just taking it too far. That's why, for me, all the kind of virtual reality. I I, I know that now that I say this, Meta stock is going to plummet. But I don't I don't believe in, in, in that. I don't think that's the right way to go. We're humans, we pack animals. By the at the end of the day, biologically we've got needs that need to be met yeah. by simply being around people. So I love remote. Yes. But I think it's more flexible approach to working and adding in person interaction within your teams rather than being hundred percent remote, hundred percent of the it time. Does, I don't think that's yeah the way to go either.
1: Yeah, we are there and I know it's not a subject, but one hundred percent remote is challenging because you basically interact with 20% of the human at the other end. Some of them, I don't even know if they have legs, let alone underwear. So, you... You you stole my joke. (laughs) Sorry. You stole my joke. I always say that. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. There is another thing when you said referring to the days when people were at a conveyor belt. You know, even there, and this is something I didn't know before joining the logistics market, even there... People find meaning being at a conveyor belt, but it all depends on the support they get from the people they're working with, the leadership they have. So I do think that there is still a place for inspiring people that are doing manual work. Without, without a doubt.
0: And I think there's a lot to be said for, for manual work in terms of what what it, what it gives us, right? Sometimes... We are too much in our heads, and manual mm-hmm. labor can, can help with that, because you, you're engaged. You, you, you engage different senses, your dexterity in your fingers,? Right? Our bodies also that, that brings on another, another part. Our bodies are meant to move. Yeah, we, We've been built to move, not sit, not stand, move. And therefore, manual labor in that, obviously, that has that element of that. And our bodies respond completely differently when, and different things happen on a, on a, on a molecular level, on a uh, chemistry level in our bodies, from a hormonal point of view, when you move, when you exercise, when you go for a walk, when you go for a run, when you go and, you know, stand in the sun for, for 10 minutes after days on end without end seeing any sun because it's wintertime wherever you are and it's all gray and miserable. That's what I mean. We need these things and all of them impact... Yep how we work and how we are at home the same way as, you know, work
1: overlaps at home, home overlaps at work. That's, yeah, absolutely. And that's another great reduction we have made. So when I joined Gala, the first thing my CEO said is like, I want you all to to be active. So when we have a meeting and you want to run your bike, ride your bike, then do. If you want to just be walking the dog, do. So that's why I know now more dogs in in the States than I know people. And it is it is refreshing because when you are having a meeting with somebody and you do have to know them first, you need to have that first connection. It is so energizing to be just seeing the wide open nature and letting your thoughts uh, yeah, go a lot further mm. than when you are yeah. watching the square screen
0: yeah i always had where i I grew up i grew up in the middle of nowhere in a wooden area and i loved it it was you know perfect for for every any any small lad in the 80s and 90s to be able to kind of run around crawl up trees and fall off trees and you know injure yourself in multiple different ways but then when we moved into the city my parents live they still live there and on the seventh floor in a block of flats and and this, the, my desk was positioned as if, as if I'm standing you to towards the camera here and there was a window on my right hand side and it wasn't a great view. It was view of the city, nothing, nothing special, but it was something about it. I would just constantly, instead of obviously doing my homework, I'd be just kind of staring out of that window for, for, for hours on end. And it, that transferred into when I was working in an office it was exactly the same. It was like being kind of on a third floor in a very nice building. We had a bit of a view again, I was facing the window constantly. Just kind of staring out of it. It's really, really important. We need to have that that depth. There's no doubt about that. I'd like to take our conversation, if I mm-hmm. may, a little bit. Well, still with with the theme of work-life balance, kind of towards positive burnout. Because, but just before we came on air, we yeah. both talked about it. That you you've, you've pulled a bit of an all-nighter. That's something I've been doing. Yeah, I don't pull all-nighters, but I've I've been working tinkering. Let's put it that yeah. way. Had little little things that I've been doing over weekends instead of kind of going you know socializing or or being active uh, a little bit more active than i am normally i think we're do- overdoing it but what, what's what's your take what, what, what's the thing that you've been uh, kind of pulling all
1: nighters for that there, there's there's so many things first of all the it all starts with yourself because nobody forces you to do it so it's just that not not wanting to uh, let people down this is one two being in another time zone and i must say that i have a uh, super colleagues who call me one hour before the meeting that starts at 1 a.m., just checking in if I'm awake, which is really nice. And then you compensate for it and you need to compensate for it. Because again, I see everything we do and not just work as a vessel and we have a battery. And we we, we go on that vessel and we start exploring. But if we do not have the Opportunity to refill our battery, and sleep is an important one, we will eventually burn out. And even mm. if we are, and this is the thing that you just mentioned also, you can be so engaged with what you do that it will eat more energy than you would yeah you would like to. And yeah, this, this is the, the, the thing. To be in flow is where you can develop at the speed where both your intellectual needs are fulfilled and your physical ones. Because if you're doing something that is really easy for you and you're doing it for a long time, you will get into a a bore out. You will just say, why am I doing this? Another 15 years before I can retire. When people tell me that, I really want to take them into therapy, which I don't do because I focus on work. But the other thing is, when you always want to be thrilled, when you always want to be on the edge of things, you have the risk of getting into anxiety. And finding that is not easy, especially not when you love what you do, you get a lot of recognition, you get a lot of yeah value because whether you want it or not, we all have an ego to fuel as well. And I, And I'm happy to tell people that I... I hate people who have a too big ego, but that's not true. I hate people who show toxicity with the ego because without the ego, we wouldn't be who we are. Absolutely. That, that's a brilliant way to look at it.
0: We often say oh, big egos are bad. No, toxic egos are bad. There's a difference. As a a, a human race, again, we probably wouldn't get here without a few really big egos along the way. Some of them were toxic, unfortunately, but still kind of they pushed certain bars. You mentioned sleep. I'll just briefly mention Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Amazing books. If you haven't read it, if the readers haven't heard of it, really recommend that book goes into and actually tells us a a funny book because the book emphasizes the point how little we still know about sleep and it does talk about lots about there because there there is still a lot we to the point that we actually quite literally we don't know why we sleep what's the what's the pure reason for that we've got Assumptions and good kind of data on that, but not enough. No, no. I love what you said, and it really resonated in a personal story. Last year, in the summer, I've taken a mini-retirement for a better part of two months. After the first month, zero work, work nothing. It was dead easy. Mm-hmm. Closed my laptop, used mostly my phone, don't check my work, emails, sorted. I lined everything up in advance. It was, it was very, very simple to do. But what was not simple was to switch this off yeah. and switch this off. Because I constantly was kind of thinking about, you know, projects for, for for autumn and things like that. But that was kind of the strategic, tactical, work-related stuff directly. But then the thing that you mentioned about egos, I have to say, I love what I do. And one of the reasons is because I get positive re- yeah. reinforcement out of it. My ego gets a you know, the, the decent m- amount of massage in my work. And I was missing that. And I genuinely was missing that. You know, somebody that I'm talking to, I'm helping them uh, we're, 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 to overcome a challenge. And then them, them saying thank you and them lighting up. That's kind of an ego boost for me. And,
1: and I was definitely missing that. And a wonderful and I didn't, one. I, didn't, I wasn't able to replace that. And it's a <laughs> wonderful one. Because whatever we do, I, I have always looked at work in a very simple way. You do the right thing, enough, and in a good way. that's I've been interviewing over 4,000 people. And I always use that model. And in that doing enough, there is your ability to do things and also what fuels that ability. And what fuels that ability is not just a paycheck. It's people telling you, hey, like I really like what you did for the company. That's great, man. This is this is wonderful. This is love. This is what we again, that's another concept. What we we shouldn't talk about love at work. And I would say why not? Because if you don't love the people you work with, why on earth are you working with them? So we have been mm-hmm. having that so called professional suit behavior and then the, mm-hmm. the the language for at home a question is so simple but i ask it pretty much
0: to every every client that i work with with Be careful, their that's... team when we are we <laughs> gather together i know and it baffles the silence that falls at first is is, is a ama- is it it's 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 amazing but it's actually going to sound the question is how do you want to feel working as part of this team Mm-mm. And people kind of go. Actually, we never thought of that. Awesome. because we took we are too caught up, you know, chasing deadlines and goals and OKRs and all sorts of other somewhat useful data points. Awesome. But how do we? How do you want to feel at the end of the day? Yeah. That's and awesome. you know, if if for the past few weeks you've been you've been feeling rubbish, what can you do about this? Can you change yourself? Can you change your team? Is there anything you change can change with the organization? What have you got? You know, ownership to do. And if there's if there's nothing on on the kind of external fronts well maybe it's time to leave maybe it's time to find a different place but we obviously we're often afraid that this it's a complex thing no doubt
1: it is a complex thing and when we started i told you that today i can i can show gratitude for being here with you but i also have sadness i also have sadness in my heart because of all the things happening in turkey and syria all the family suffering it impacts you and whether we and we cannot say this is work, so I just I'm just gonna block all non-professional OKR-driven thoughts. You can you simply cannot. When you were taking your 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 early retirement, your mind was working. Yeah, this reminds me of people. This this reminds me of people who who send me on Friday an email and they say, Wim, it's not for reading now. You can read it on Monday. Oh come on. Don't send me that mail now, because you know this mail will be in my mind for two days. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, yeah. But the, but the, but then again, it's it's a, 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 I I like like the sentiment, which I think it's useful to add that. And a lot of people will will, will kind of struggle with it. Some people will help, but then still, it's still on our, on us. A cutoff point when we check emails. Yeah, and especially as leaders, this is an interesting point. When do you reply to emails? You know, you often we don't even think about that, that we reply to emails on Saturday and Sundays or early in the morning, late at night. Which, what signals does that send to, you, to the people that you work with? That that's what I do, and although I'm not saying it, that might be expected. Yeah. But we don't want to encourage that behavior, do we? So I like the snippet at the bottom of the email you say, you know, my work hours might be different to yours, yeah. especially in a remote setting. When you, when you are working, for example, you know, different time zones, that's the classic. But even if you're working in the same time zone, yeah. I might be working three hours in the morning, then having the, the, the entire day during the day, often, and working the late in the evening. That's my pattern, but that doesn't have to be yours.
1: Absolutely, and finding what pattern you are preferring, and then knowing how that makes other people in the team feel, relating it to your question, is super important. Super important. Mm. We're all different. Thank God. And that's 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 exactly thank God. And and that's
0: what, what's great. That's what causes, causes a lot of friction, but that's also yep. what's great. Yeah, there are patterns in, in personalities, emotions, psychological, like of course, sure. But there's still a lot of room for individuality and not kind of sitting on the fence on certain things. Yep. It's kind of follow It's something I've been practicing for the past two or three weeks. It's actually working with intentions a lot. So I've always, I always have, but I've taken it a step further every single morning. I write an intention, kind of a broad intention for life, in, my life in general, but also an intention for that particular day. Well, I, I know I've got something happening, so, you know, I'll, I'll write an intention. I've got a podcast with Wim today. My intention is for it to be a really good discussion. I want it to be excited. I want to be engaged. I want to be fired up, right? think Things like that. Or it can be something broad, something unspecified. So mm. I'd like somebody who I haven't been t- in touch with for, for a long time to... To reach out to me today, and you know what now? Lo and behold, it happens, and I think there's a lot to be said for for, the, for that intentionality in separating that life and work as well, because as you said, something that happens, you you want to be you want to be here, you want to be here today with me at, at work doing your work but then there's strategy happening in your in, in the world, yeah. But sometimes tra- strategies happen in at home relationship's not going well there's a yeah. rela- break breakup relationship how can that not affect you at work
1: it does illness it does how can we all how of this? can we continue trying yeah. to balance these
0: and separate yeah. these things
1: mental emotional physical all of that impacts in in both directions Yeah. and w- w- how can you, how can you be creative at work if you're basically crying inside well you can't because with a scarcity mindset you will not be innovative simple and uh, that's why I think that the concept of feeling psychologically safe is so important and uh, I like the intentions you were re- referring to because I often work on, on on Saturday morning or Sunday morning because these are my quiet mornings and that doesn't mean that I am too pity because there are Wednesdays when I just say oh, I'm going to go to soccer training with the kids or I'm going to uh, go for a walk or visit a museum and that is perfectly fine as long as you can share it with your team and with your manager. Because if you have to do this and, and hope, I hope my manager will not call me with something because I'm in the middle of Avatar 2, then you're in trouble. So, but if you tell them, you know what, I'm going to that movie, they will tell you, enjoy but then but that, the, role,
0: the role of the company, the role of the leaders in that is, oh, yeah. and your team is very, very important that you understand that. But then that's kind of the, the team and organization contract that we all sign up to. Wim does it. Everybody does it. That's fine. It doesn't matter when people work. The work gets no. done. But well, that's probably a conversation for, for another, no. another podcast is, you know, the, the, that concept of working hours, hours 40 hours a week. Right? Who yes. invented that? trees because yeah. it's easier to control, man, and control and manage people right. and, and oh. organize work and fa- fair enough and you know what it's brilliant genuinely for that it worked why the hell are we clinging onto to that concept yeah we have robots something that baffles me we've got robots yeah and you don't need again we, we I, I'm, I'm at risk of going at a tangent here but but to link this to that work-life balance is because we tend to sway it in the other direction we, take, we work more than we take time off. Mm. I don't know whether you're familiar with a lot of statistics where, we, where companies introduced unlimited leave for, for their employees. We have it. Okay. Have you, are people taking less of it? No.
1: No. Because there are organizations where it was introduced and it happens the other way. I know. Oh, and I, and I hope that there is at least one Galaxian listening here because this is an amazing theme in our company. So it was introduced by Eric Schiermeier, our CEO, who said, I, I don't like this corporate way of living where you have to and you must and, and all of that. And we, we jumped into it. And then we got people who were saying, you know what, somebody in my team has already taken 14 days and we're only oh, only three months away in the year. What, where is this going to end? And then we had a really, really wonderful constructive conversation where it was clear that people are aware that if you give them the trust to take autonomous decisions, they will not abuse that trust. Mm -hmm. But it all comes with leadership. And what we saw was that most of the people really buy into it. Some managers had to unlearn unhealthy behaviors from the past. Like, can you tell me when you're going to take your time off? Now, we say every day off has to be brought into the perspective of three players. You as an individual, you as a team, and us as a business. When we are launching Taylor Swift on Saturday, we don't expect the music team to take off two weeks in advance. But I think that makes sense. I've had
0: Luke Kite from Redico, an SEO agency that moved to self-organization Teal mm-hmm. Principles a few years ago, and I've had him on the podcast a couple, a couple of years ago. And one of the things that he said, two things he said that will still resonate with me, I use it pretty much every single week. One... There we go. Thank you very much for eventing organizations by Frederick and Luke. Exactly what, what Luke was quoting there. Treat people like adults. Yep. Was the first one. And that alludes to what you just said. And the second one, do not introduce do not introduce rules to control the five percent of people that punish the ninety five yep. the other
1: ninety five percent. Spot on because that's what we often Spot do in organizations. Love that. Spot on. And they take energy, man. Those five percent, they can drive you nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're bouncing around. I'm, lov- I'm loving this. I told you about what I would love the go- my goal, the achievement for this episode would be. And that is to come up with an alternative description, descri- alternative phrase, sentence, instead of work-life balance. What do you think we can come up with?
1: There are several opportunities. One is with energy. And uh, Mm -hmm. definitely for me, work-life enrichment is one I really like. Because Mm -hmm. I know that, for instance, my kids have more friends in Spain than they have in Belgium. And um, whenever I decide to organize a marriage, how do you call it? A celebration. I will probably have 90% of people from the workplace because this is where I created all my my friendships. But for me, work-life enrichment is a possibility. And the other one is on energy balancing. Because it's all about energy and it's not about, it's not about time because there is a different concept in energy and time because positive energy, time flies. You, you go to a place, you're in a meeting where you ask yourself why I'm in this meeting. Oh man, it just goes slow. So one of the mm. things I always tell people when they join gala is I want you to look at your calendar on Monday morning, whenever that is, and look at the things that are there that are going to give you energy, that you really look for, I wanna be there, and the things that you say, not again. And try to ask yourself, why is it not again? Can I skip it? Can we replace it by a report, by an email? Because if if you are there against your energy, you shouldn't be there. So Yeah. Absolutely I, I don't think it's really window. helpful, but this is where I'm thinking of.
0: I think I think it's I think it's the the, the the whole one of the hallmarks I'd like to think of at this podcast is that we don't we don't prescribe I I don't like to give people mm-hmm. things on on the on a silver platter I'd like people and that's how I lead the conversations to to draw their own conclusions There's a lot of knowledge that's being dropped not just here today but in in, in, in from all the guests I've had. And yeah. one, th- I can take away one thing, and somebody can take away another, yeah. and that, that's an important interpretation of, of, of the work we do. And I think what you said is it's brilliant. It's like kind of okay, how much energy are you wasting on the things that drain your energy? So it's a, it's a double it's a double waste. What can you do with that? Yeah. Right? And it's not about avoiding; it's about a, a, approaching in a mature way and thinking about. Okay, what can I, should I be doing this? Am I the best best person to do it? Why am I doing this? Can somebody else do a better job? How much would it cost me to outsource this and deliver a better result? And potentially my time saving could be devoted to something that I'm really enjoying. Yeah. One thing that I would like to just show is that it's a comment that just came in. Oh my about God. Use, about, about, <laughs> about use. Nah, I think, I think it's... And it, 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 the reason I'm showing this comment is that Wim is one of the best leaders mm. I've worked with. It's a pleasure wow. to work with him. It connects brilliantly with what you said, that, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of your friends are actually from your work world. And I, I think did. this kind of stands to that. Well, thanks,
1: Emily. And well, I I, I I think I owe you one now. But you know, when you said the, the, the thing about... Uh, doing things that you don't really don't want to do like i I refer to frederick Laloux, and one of the concepts that i really like is the concept of wholeness be Mm -hmm. be your entire you and that means that someday you have a good day you have a bad day you have a good emotion and i am i'm pretty much negatively excited when i see that well i'm not gonna say something politically incorrect because Normally, I do that. But Go for it. Go when for I it. see that masculine, analytical, left brain, control, thinking, I get nervous. I want people to be real. I want people to be really as they are. And I try that myself. So I don't try to play a leader. I just try what you asked. How, how do you want to feel in this team? Because you are, you are giving us as a company an amazing amount of energy and if you don't get that energy back from us then you have to go you really have to go you should go
0: we of, we often see and i've experienced this firsthand is when when you change jobs when you when you go in your opportunity and you want to follow where you're handing your notice and all of a sudden you're vilified as if you've betrayed God knows who, right? And you've done nothing wrong, right? You just, we weren't hiding. You just, you know, an opportunity came and you went and uh, it was basically you kind of, you're pulling garden leave. You're, you're, you're the naughty one. And, and it really played on my mind why it happened to me. I've got my conclusions in my particular case, but I think that it kind of extends Mm, to, to, to the wider community as well, where people do face that. And I think a lot of it is because it's sort of like a breakup between the manager and and the, the, the employee. And that's not being handled very, very well. Yeah. We could also get into the psychology of things, but I think it's an important thing. So how do we want to fear? What do we want to do? And, and being able to help one another and understand that sometimes you know, we're gonna we're gonna travel together on a journey on a train for, for years on end. Mm-hmm. But there might be a point where we just need to go on separate trains. Yeah, and it's for the
1: best. Uh, that's of okay. Both parties well, yeah, and that's, that's okay. absolutely fine. Uh, you you don't want to live a life that's not yours, and exactly. so yeah, yeah,
0: and uh, yeah. It's just uh, th- the thing you said, uh, Frederick Lulu, wholeness is. You, you, he calls it he calls it wholeness. I call it just being human. Human, yeah, absolutely. Simple as that. You're going to yeah. have a great day when you're full of energy yeah. and you basically you could move mountains. And another day, you, you're going to feel shit. Yeah. Be- and you're not going to be able to string an email together. It's going to take you two hours to write it, the simplest of emails and because something's going on. And it's It's okay. Then don't it's so, you know it's worrying when it c- happens continuously or you go from 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 the peak to the trough within a day and then might suggest yep. that you're bipolar but, or depressed so you know, definitely look 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 for help and support but also embrace the fact don't put that mask on don't do that second job that i often talk about no. of pretending to be somebody who you're not yes fake it until you make it to kind of jump start yourself a little bit it's a useful tactic sometimes well but forcing it day in day out not really yeah i'm not sold so on it because Again, if it's not natural, yeah, you, you you could say that positive positive thinking is a type of fake it until you make it mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, I so
1: I do it with questioning because what I what I try to share with the, with the people I work with is try to ask questions that do not hold the answer that you're expecting,
0: but yeah. Oh dear, dear, dear. dear. Wim, we've arrived. I wanted to arrive. I'm really happy. We've got two kind of semblances of, mm-hmm. of, of potential different, different ways of um, avoiding calling it work-life balance. I love the energy part of, of, of both of them, which is, which is really great. It kind of also to, to start wrapping up, what have you got going on in the next few months? We're at the start mm-hmm. of 2023 just about. What are
1: you looking forward to? Every single day, basically. And I didn't have to think about this. With our team, with our company, we are writing a book I always wanted to write a book and the only one I wrote was TDHR and every, every year they changed the subjects. So this one is one we write together and it's all about how do we live together at work. And maybe we will publish it as a gala product one day, but the first chapter was January was Be Yourself. And now the second one is Listen with Impact. So this is what I'm really looking forward to and like Emily and the rest of the team, we are, we are turning ourselves into a people studio rather than an HR department, which means that people can reach out to us. And we're now 400. We may be 800 at the end of this year. This is what really gives me energy every single day, man. Oh wow, that's brilliant! I Lo-
0: Love the idea of the book. I'm definitely going to be reading that. Can tell me when when I can pre-order on Amazon, and I'll be running there straight away. And I love the concept of a people's a people studio. Mm-hmm. I had a Purva Bapna on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we talked about how that rebrand from HR departments to people and culture. For me, was yeah. nothing. In most cases, in most cases wasn't more anything more than a PR studio. Yeah. Nothing stands behind it. I think the HR people departments need to need to evolve a little bit, or quite a bit, to be fair, and take on new roles and new kind of guises and how they support people, because ultimately that's where it's meant to be. Wim, absolute joy, pleasure, fun, most of all, fun, engaging conversation. Thank you very much for, for taking the time. It's been great chatting to you today. The pleasure was my leg. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Wim For Care. And it's absolutely, as I said, joy and pleasure to, to have him on the podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the show, it would really, really help us out if you gave those little like and share buttons a little tickle to spread the message and spread the, the show to into your network or subscribe on whatever platform you are using to tune into this. I was your host, Lev Kuzofsky. Thank you very much. Until next time.